0: So much can change overnight in golf, and, and we've seen that from the likes of Straka, who, who struggled in his second round, and then Thomas Peters ended up with a 76 yesterday after six under par the, uh, the previous date. What just happened
1: and what might happen, the two things an Olympic athlete can't do much about.
2: This is 11, and Rory just brushing that one in for birdie. He gets it uh,
1: under par finally. But getting past them as we'll hear, is a challenge at every level.
2: Everybody racing up this leaderboard, Fleetwood dropping down with that bogey at the first, missed opportunity there at the third.
1: On Olympic day nine, moving towards gold one step at a time.
2: It takes a lot of practice, but at the end of the day, you just have to focus on the task at hand. You have to come in with the mindset that you're about to probably go into the most challenging experience of your entire life.
1: From NBC Sports, this is The Podium, a podcast about the Tokyo Olympic Games. Coming to you daily during the games, we'll bring you the stories shaping the greatest athletic competition in all the world, held in extraordinary times.
3: This podcast is presented by Nordatrack from IFIT.
1: Swimmers in Tokyo have had an interesting challenge, with finals no longer taking place the evening of the qualifying heats, but rather the next morning. Contenders like U.S. swimmer Chase Kalish have either had to keep their momentum overnight or try to wipe the mental slate clean in record time.
0: So, Chase Kalish will now go from the breaststroke to the freestyle, from the slowest stroke to the fastest stroke, and he really needs to work the wall to be able to increase. He should be able to double this lead, moving to the fastest well, there's stroke. There's no what doubt the about the winner.
4: Gold is going to go to the American, and Chase Kalish versus the American's gold and silver. And Michael Phelps, just across from us, has his arms
2: right oh, I'm Chase Kalish, and I'm an Olympic gold medalist in the 400 I am.
1: Chase, you qualified on Olympic day one and rocked the pool with a gold medal performance the next morning. Congratulations, by the way. It ended up being the first U.S. medal of the Games. How hard is it to stay in the present before a race like
2: that? It's definitely significantly harder, um, especially a race like mine, 400 IM. Um, having to do that on prelims at night and then you're always going to end up sore and in pain after that race and then having to wake up the next morning and do it when our our whole lives as swimmers we've prelims are in the morning and finals are at night and um it's a lot easier to swim when you're more woken up in the day so um going to sleep is actually kind of a detriment but it's a necessary evil um so there's definitely a roadblocks and obstacles there but um before i am was kind of in the that weird zone where the 200s and the 100s or 200s down um, follow that same format um, from prelims to semis, but the 800 and the mile have a day in between. And um, I probably would have liked to see a day in between, but um, I'm happy with the result.
1: Yeah, you should be. So what's your strategy when there's so much at stake and you have downtime? Do you try to kind of disconnect?
2: I mean, everyone's different. For me, I I don't really like to disconnect too much. I I like to kind of stay focused at the task at hand and um, really kind of stay as mentally as focused and, and sharp as I possibly can.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. What What about between events? We see swimmers with these monster schedules for certain Olympic days. I don't think people at home can really identify with that kind of back-to-back effort. Can you tell us how you make it all work?
2: Um, well, I mean, my second event didn't go so well. So um, there there is some bad, unfortunately, I'd like to say, that's happened with this Olympics to me. My 2 IM was... Um, probably one of the worst races I've ever had and I, I was definitely still feeling the effects of my 400 IM there I just was still sore and still tired and um it was hard for me to go to prelims and then get back and sleep again and do that twice after doing the 4 IM even though I had um two days in between so um the 4 IM I, I would call a success the 2 AM I would call the absolute opposite
1: One athlete who managed an even heftier schedule was Katie Ledecky, who arrived in Tokyo as a six-time Olympic medalist, knowing she'd be racing four freestyle qualifying heats, a semifinal, and five finals all in six days. She had to take it stroke by stroke over 10 races and nearly four miles in the pool. Katie appeared on In the Village, our
0: sister podcast,
1: to take us through that effort and its truly awesome rewards.
0: Can you talk about that bus system and how you plan which bus you're going to take for what like time? <laughs> how stressful is that? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull this up on my phone and show you because since I was so busy this week, I actually created a notes in the notes app on my phone. I don't know if you can see. I had Oh my gosh, yes. Every day I had okay, bus uh bus at 5:35, which means I'll arrive at 6. I'm going to warm up from 6:15 to 7. I'm going to put my suit on from 7:10 to 7:30. I'm going to warm up again from 7:35 to 7:50. I I have to be in the ready room at 7:58 and I race at 8:18. So that was an example for my very first race, my 400 free prelim. So every single session I did that so that I could just not even think about it. I knew exactly which, which bus I needed to take and how much time I would have. And I, I wanted to build in extra time in case I caught the wrong bus or the bus was running late or there was traffic. You have to plan for all of that in advance. And I knew I didn't want to have to think about it each day. So I just had my plan. <laughs>
1: Definitely worth a listen. Chase, do you think about the personal outcomes of a race before or even during a performance? Like, oh my gosh, stakes are high. I'm at the Olympics. What would this do for my future endorsements? That
2: kind of stuff. Something like the Olympics, absolutely not. I mean, you can't come in here with really anything else on your head. You have to come in with the the mindset that you're about to probably go into the most challenging experience of your entire life. And for our sport of swimming, this shows up every four years. This is definitely it definitely our our biggest competition so we we i mean we enjoy going to worlds we enjoy winning world titles but i mean in the big scheme of things anyone would trade multiple world titles for one gold medal if they had the opportunity to do it um so you have to be mentally focused to be able to compete on your one day for me it was specifically waiting five years for one four-minute race so um it's a small window and a lot of room for error
1: yeah we've talked about being in the present so much. It feels kind of odd to ask, but what's next for you?
2: Um honestly, I'm just kind of taking it a step at a time. I'm gonna go home. Um, right now, I'm slated to go swim in Italy for I think it's a month long meet. Um, I'm not really sure if I'm gonna go or not. Um, kind of gotta deal with some injuries and some other stuff and kind of take care of my body. so but- um, like I said,
4: I'm just taking it step by step. Candace wins gold. Leatherland
1: gets the silver. One, two uh, for the United States. What a way to start it off. One step at a time. One stroke at a time. And it seems to be working. At Kasamagasaki Country Club in Saitama, Olympic golfers finished up the men's event today. It's sort of the epitome of taking these games one stroke or one swing at a time, with four days and 72 holes where the previous day's successes and failures get to be relived, albeit a slightly different tee box on each hole. We spoke with some of the top golfers and new medalists as they finally allowed themselves to look back on the day. Canadian Corey Connors, what do you do to stay in the moment here in Tokyo?
5: Yeah, it's, it's definitely a challenge where you learn to adapt to different situations and you're kind of ready for whatever distractions kind of come your way, whether it be the heat this week or, uh, you know, fans or people moving around. Um, I think I've been able to do a good job of that. Just, you know, deep breaths and, uh, you know, staying
1: relaxed as possible. We hear golfers talk about taking their rounds shot by shot. What does that entail for you?
5: Each shot's unique. Each shot has, uh, you know, something different that's required of it. Uh, So have a plan of attack for each shot, uh, whatever that may be. Try and stick to it. And um, that's, you know, focusing one shot at a time.
1: Shane Lowry, you were in contention earlier in the week. What was your outlook going into this round?
4: I think when you're at the Olympics and you hang around other athletes and you see how big it is and how much it means to people, I think that's, that's what has made it big for me in my head this week like you know um we obviously play huge tournaments week in week out on the pga tour and play major championships but i think this is you know something that has potential to be you know get to the pinnacle of golf um because at the end of you know it's every four years obviously the next one is in three years but it's every four years and it's you know it's a huge opportunity for for guys to do something that we never thought we'd be able to do so yeah it's it, great it's it's felt big in my head so um yeah like I'm I'm I feel like I'm more disappointed today than I would have been if I had thrown away a major championship on a Sunday I I really want to go and win a medal for everyone at home and I just didn't do it so yeah I'm disappointed
1: a Belgian Thomas Dietrich, how good are you at staying in the process in the moment taking each stroke as its own Olympic event um, you know, it's
5: something I've been struggling a bit with, um, and got better with it. You know, I've, I've seen someone who helped me with, um, ways of breathing, you know, uh, I mean, some guys, I mean, I play with Colin Morikawa, he's very young and he looks like everything is, he's got it already, you know, but, um, you know, I, I have to work on it a little bit more. Uh, and, you know, I see someone who helps me out with the breathing, like, Staying in the present, not not get ahead of myself, and and all these things really help me out. Um, and and I think that's that's how I manage to really stay present and stay, stay, stay with a good mindset even when the pressure is high. What does staying in the shop mean to you? Um, you know, so many times you get ahead of yourself. You know, you're doing well in the Rolex Series event. You start thinking of the prize, the points, everything that comes with it, and. And, you know, like golf is every shot at a time. You have to stay in the present. You have to, you just have to focus on your next shot. Even if you hit it right in the trees, doesn't matter, shot you just hit, just, just deal with it. And, 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 and dealing with adversities is one of the key uh, aspects of this sport, I think.
1: Jonathan Vegas from Venezuela. How is Olympic golf different?
3: You know, I mean, here, we just have the uh, pretty much the, uh, our country on our shoulders. Uh, as simple as that uh, when, you know, on a regular basis, we just tend to play for ourselves. Uh, good or bad, I mean, it's, it's our fault. But here, you know, it's bigger than us. It's, it's, it's our country that we had that we're fighting for. And, uh, you know, it's an energy that, uh, that you know, that it could be good or could be bad.
1: How do you make sure it's good energy then?
3: You know, well, like golf, golf can be, it can be, it can be really hard if you start focusing on other things. Uh... You know, I mean, if you, if you can find a way to just just focus on every single task, like I said earlier, on hitting every particular shot to the best way of your abilities uh, and doing that without really attaching, you know, outcomes or anything to it. If you can just focus on hitting that particular shot just for what it is uh, and start, that's staying in the present or like, the, you know, Arnold Palmer says, you know, you got to swing your swing.
1: Rory Sabatini, a great effort to finish with a silver for Slovakia. Congratulations. What contributed to that great outlook we saw on the course?
5: Well, I think after uh, the way I played yesterday, I would put myself so far out of it. And uh, knowing the firepower of the competitors that were at the top, I knew it was going to be a, a real challenge. Um, I knew I was going to have to probably do what the guy on the corn Ferry did yesterday and shoot uh, 57 or 58 to have a chance but uh you know uh my walk predicted at the beginning of the week that uh, 17 or 18 under would be the winning score and she was correct again so um fell one short but you know what xander played fantastic you know what a champion you know great save at the last hole he earned he earned it every which way he could
1: He sure did. We actually connected with Shoffley, Xander Shoffley, an amazing performance in winning a gold in this event today, especially bouncing back from a few less than ideal strokes. How did you focus on the final nine to get it done?
2: You know, I, I thought I had a lead. I, I thought I had a one-shot lead for most, you know, up until 16, until I saw the board and saw that, you know, Sabo went out with a nice little 61. Um, so he put the heat on me nicely, and I was feeling it. And, you know, I was... 17 was a birdie hole, and 18 is kind of, you know, hold on to your horses with the wind, kind of in off the left. It's a hard tee shot and a hard hole, so I knew I had to go birdie par, and luckily it was enough.
4: Rory
5: Sabatini, second on the way. Also two shots out of metal contention and just a crazy good start. Oh my goodness. What a shot. Birdie at the first, birdie at the second, birdie at the fifth, now an eagle at the
2: sixth for Rory Sabatini currently.
1: Doing enough. Right here, right now, in the end, no matter the stakes, no matter the schedule, being present is golden. A quick note before we leave you today. If you've been following the podium, you may remember our conversation with BMX racer and defending gold medalist Connor Fields on day five. Connor suffered a head injury following a crash in the semifinals. We're being told he is now out of ICU and fully responsive. Connor, from everyone here at NBC, we wish you a very speedy recovery. Follow the podium now on Apple Podcasts and wherever you're listening to get automatic downloads. And tune into the networks of NBC to watch it all unfold.
3: This podcast is presented by Nordatrack from iFit.